0: the mike morgan podcast guaranteed to make you laugh not a guarantee good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of the mike morgan podcast i'm your host mike morgan of the mike morgan podcast how are you keeping guys uh just a bit of housekeeping uh if you want to come to one of my gigs this week i'm in the coco club friday night also we have a charity soccer match on sunday in Bantier. Bring 20 euro and you can play in the charity match. All all money goes to Mallow Search and Rescue, um, a great cause, guys, I'm sure. Unfortunately, we all know someone uh, that has been affected by suicide or anything like that. And um, unfortunately, we all know about it and have all been affected by it. And Mallow Search and Rescue, they do a lot of uh, work, sometimes tankless work. And, yeah, us at the club, we want to raise some money for them. And we want to do it every Christmas. We're going to make a a thing where we do it every Christmas. So if you live in the Mallow area or the North Cork area, come down to Bantier Sunday and play in the charity match. I'm in goals. Can you score on me? Probably. If you can't score on me, you can't score on anybody. I'm not a goalkeeper. So, um, yeah, come down. It should be a great crack. So if anybody in the Cork area wants to support the charity and play some football, Come out to band here on Sunday. I believe it's one o'clock it starts. We'll have a great game. And it's all for charity. There'll be boys and girls at it. It's a mixed event and it should be a great crack. So if you want to come to any of my gigs, uh, I think it's only one this weekend. Yeah, Friday night in the Cocoa Club. Thanks to everybody that has texted in about my last podcast about giving up stuff and giving up cigarettes. The amount of people that contacted me having already given up cigarettes in, in the process of giving up cigarettes or that it's also on their New Year's resolution list is giving up fags. So yeah, look guys, there seems to be a small community that's after gathering on the Mike Morgan podcast that want to quit cigarettes together so let's do it I'm sick to death of it let's do it guys there's no need as my father says I'd prefer a man that smokes crack than smoke cigarettes because at least you get a buzz out of smoking crack well I completely disagree with what my father said there but that's what he says uh so we'll go smoke crack and give up the cigarettes because at least we'll get a buzz off Smoking Crack, Um, I don't know what I'm talking about right now, that's a weird intro. Oh yeah, thanks to all the texts that came in about the last podcast. And also, before I start the podcast, thank you to everybody that came out to the shows last week in the Cocoa Club, and also, yeah, it was Friday, Saturday in the Cocoa Club, and also I was in Ballycotton on Wednesday night, and Thursday night I was in Ballycotton. So I was in Ballycotton, and I was in Ballycotton with Chris Kent and Mike Rice, two of the best In the Irish circuit, and yeah, felt nervous about it, guys, to be honest, when I'm driving up in the car, usually before a gig, I'm having to laugh, I'm listening to music in the car, I'm chatting to comedians before I go on stage, I mightn't even prepare my set list, I might just go on stage, and just feel the vibes, and just come up with the jokes while I'm on stage, and not come up with them, but, you know... Sort out my set list while I'm on stage. Just feel the vibes. But when, when I know that I'm gigging with Mike Rice and Chris Kent, it's like gigging with LeBron James and fucking Kobe Bryant. Like you know what I mean? You need to bring your A-game to this party. So even when I was going up the road, I had the radio off. I was deep in thought. I had my set list meticulously planned. Every pause, every facial expression I had planned meticulously. Um, I was nervous going up there because I didn't want to... I didn't want to seem out of place. That's I didn't want to seem like I was the best one there. I wasn't going to be the best one there because these two guys are amazing. But I will say I didn't look one bit out of place and that's the best compliment I can give myself. I went up and I did, I murdered it. I, 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 I fucking murdered the two of them. Yeah, I'm not surprised because like Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne has a great fucking, I was, I was going through. I like Lil Wayne. A lot of people don't like Lil Wayne. I think Lil Wayne is an absolute wordsmith. But he was being asked about, when, when he has ever done a song with Eminem or Jay-Z or Kanye West, how come he never gets bodied? Now, bodied in the rapping game is if you do a verse with someone and his verse is way better than yours. That's you getting bodied. You got bodied by the other rapper on the same song. So Eminem has often bodied Jay-Z on a song. If you ever listen to the song uh, Renegade, it's Jay-Z's song. Eminem did a verse. Eminem's verse was far better than Jay-Z's verse. So everybody says Eminem bodied Jay-Z. So that's what bodied means in rapping. So they've asked Lil Wayne, how come you've never been bodied by Eminem? And he says, it's like asking a guy when he wins the Super Bowl, is he surprised that he won the Super Bowl? No, he went in with a game plan. The game plan worked. Did he think the game plan worked? Yes, he expected the game plan to work and it worked. And that's what he says when he gigs with Eminem and big rappers like that. It's like, where are they going to make a beautiful song together, or we're not going to make the song because I'm not getting bodied by anyone. And that is literally what I feel when I do these gigs with these big fellas. Yeah, I know they're, they're far, far more on... Their career than me. I have so much respect for them. I like them as guys, but in the back of my head, I'm not getting bodied by anyone. Like I am not getting bodied by anyone. I I pride myself on this. Like I hate to sound cocky or anything, but this is part of my positive thinking. Now I'm not going to be negative. Usually, I come back from a gig. I'm like, oh, thanks so much. You were so kind. I'm surprised I did that well. Stop saying surprised, Mike. Stop saying surprised, because you work so fucking hard at this. Don't be surprised. So I'm not surprised that I didn't get bodied Wednesday and Thursday night. I expected to do well, because I came in with a game plan. I meticulously carried out that game plan, and the game plan worked. So I have to stop being so negative on myself. You're a good comedian, Mike. Stop being so surprised when you do well. No, I expected it to do well, and it did well, and that, that's all I need to say about it. Again, I don't want to sound cocky, but I feel like I have to have this attitude if I'm ever going to make it to the top. There's no point being there to make up the numbers, you know? Like, when I'm gigging there with, like, Topax, Enya Martin, Chris Kent, for example, at, at last week. Like, I am not getting bodied. I am not getting bodied by anybody anymore. Like, you know? And they know that. If, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if, you've, if you've asked me to do something, like, I'm going to do it. Like, and I'm going to do it to the best of my abilities. And it's up to me to be nicer to myself. And, and, and expect it, and stop going on like it's a shock, I worked so hard at this, man, I worked so hard at this, I love this, so don't be surprised, so just like Lil Wayne said, I went in with a game plan, the game plan worked, did I expect the game plan to work, I did, so I'm not surprised, but thank God, thank God it worked, anyway, so yeah, oh, amazing, but side note, if you've ever seen Chris Kent and Mike Rice, oh my fucking God, they're amazing, go see them, go see them, top guys as well, but yeah, I'm not getting bodied by anybody anymore. Fuck that. Fuck that. So also comedy related, folks. Uh, some very exciting news. Hitting Mallow in the new year. There is a monthly comedy club opening in the High B Hotel. We have tried to do this for years. The pandemic got in the way. I did my own show there. Um, there's other acts doing their show there. Bernard Casey did a show this year. Chris Kent. Actually, there we go. Chris Kent is doing is on in the High B Hotel in March, guys. There you fucking go uh Chris Kent there you go like probably probably the best comedian on the Irish circuit eh, there's a couple of good ones to be honest but he's definitely up there on everybody's list he's up there anyway top three on everybody's list is Chris Kent and he will be in the high b hotel in March but before that I will be hosting a monthly comedy club in Mallow in the new year, and we're starting off guys, February 23rd tickets aren't even on sale yet, I got the host of the Tommy Tiernan show Fred Cook, he will be headlining the show in February and that's our first act guys, I have Fred Cook from the Tommy Tiernan show coming down one of the best acts in the country, and I also supporting him on the night is Laura O'Mahony, you might remember her from Red FM, she was on Red FM for the past few years, she is now doing her own podcast with Rob Heffernan, so she's a very popular figure inside Cork, she's so out to every man every year and um, something that I aspire to do, I really want to do that someday, is to sell out the everyman, uh, she's already doing it, Fred Cook's already doing it, and there, I've got two headliners, basically, guys, for the opening night, of the Mallow show, that's on in the high B. so there's going to be, a monthly comedy club, guys, uh, starting in the high B. Fred Cook, and Laura O'Mahony, I'll be emceeing it, and that's the 23rd of February, guys, and I'm not announcing the next acts, but obviously, Chris Kent is playing there in March, I believe the Hardy Bucks, are playing there in April, and, um, I will be booking. I have some Savage X book, guys. And I can't announce them till closer to the date. But please come support this monthly Mallow Comedy Club. I really want uh, comedy to take off in Mallow. I I don't think a weekly one could have been done. But I do believe a monthly one with Big X can be done so come down support it it's a brand new comedy club monthly uh, in Mallow. so if you live in North Cork and you want to see the best stand-up comedy that's available in ireland well it'll be coming right to your doorstep you have no excuse so the first show and um, it's not even on sale yet so only you know the guys that are listening to the mike morgan podcast know Frey cook is coming on the 23rd of february so if you're looking for uh Christmas presents or Valentine's Day gifts that's ideal guys I'll be honest if you've never seen these two people they're worth they're what the score alone just to see Fred Cook but you also get to see me and Laura O'Mahony so very exciting news coming out of Mallow guys new comedy club opening in the the High B Hotel it starts in February and it'll be running every single month okay so that's uh, the housekeeping done for the podcast oh sorry last bit of housekeeping as well I will be playing in Belly Hooley In their youth centre in Ballyhooly. I will be playing there the 5th of January. I was supposed to say that to you. I didn't know was I doing that before Christmas or after Christmas. But it's actually the 5th of January. Friday night, 5th of January. I'll be playing in Ballyhooly. So if you want to come to that. I've actually an uncle that's coming home from Canada on that week. And he was like, do you have any shows? I was like, I've won in Ballyhooly. He was like, like he left Ireland in the 70s. He's like, I haven't been to Ballyhooly in 50 years. I can't wait. He goes, Not only am I excited to see you perform, I'm more excited about going to Belly Hooli. So yeah, if you want to check out Belly Hooli, guys, I'll be there the fifth of January. Few tickets are already gone as well. Thanks very much. So yeah, guys, and I'll also there's more gigs to be announced, but I, I I'll announce them next week. So that's that's enough for you. Come see the Coco Friday before Christmas. I've also a corporate gig next week. You can't come unless you work for that company. That's me up to Christmas then. I've the week off of Christmas. I'm working in a van. Then yeah, Belly Hooli then the fifth of January. So yeah, come see me then. So All my shopping is done, okay? All my Christmas shopping is done. My girlfriend did most of it. I don't even know what I got, people. I'll find out on the day when they open presents, you know, and say, thanks, Mike. I'll be like, I don't know, Jess got it. But, um, so now I'm in a position where everyone's shopping is done. I get to pick my own present. So Jess is like, what present do you want? What do you want for Christmas? So I'm kind of... Do you know what I'd love? I'd love a watch. Not a, like, I I have it in my head that I want a watch. No, I don't want a Rolex. I don't want an AP. I don't want a Pierre, John paul fucking Garçon. I don't know what they're called. They're so expensive. They're so French. I don't know what they're called. The Frenchiest sounding names usually end up being so expensive. But anyway. I don't know what I want, okay? But I think I want a watch. They just complement an outfit, right? And then I went down this rabbit hole of looking at watches and the world of watches. And I've just decided, is there a bigger waste of money in life than an expensive watch? Like, I used to think it was cars. I used to think cars were the biggest wealth killer. When I seen people... Like, I watched my parents during the Celtic Tiger buy these expensive cars, which I'm sure everybody, everybody that was over 20... Uh, that that lived between the years of 04 to 07, and you were of 20 and 60 years old, I guarantee you bought yourself an expensive car in the Celtic Tiger. Now, I witnessed my parents buy two very expensive cars during the Celtic Tiger. Then I also witnessed the recession come, and them paying off those cars for fucking years. I literally witnessed that. So as a child witnessing how much of a wealth killer cars can be. I didn't grow up not wanting an expensive car. Like, I do not give a fuck about cars. I have driven a Nissan Micra up to the point we had to get rid of our Nissan Micra when we had our baby. If we weren't having a baby, I would still be driving that Nissan Micra because guess what? It still gets me to Dublin as much as your Ferrari gets me to Dublin. Do you know what I mean? It mightn't be as comfortable. It mightn't have Bluetooth, but it gets me there. But you paid... Fucking 150 grand for your thing, and I paid a grand for my thing, and we're doing the same thing. So I honestly thought that that was the biggest wealth killer in the world, until I started looking at watches. No, the watch that I want is a G-Shock watch. A G-Shock, they're usually between 100 and about 400 euros. An affordable watch that will go and complement an outfit. If you're a guy that wants a watch, go look at the G-Shocks from Casio. They're very nice. They're very nice. They they have a wide range and they complement different outfits. I I like wearing a suit when I MC events. And I used to have a nice watch. And well, I want a nice watch. It was like a two hundred euro watch. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know where it is now. And I need to get a new watch. So that's what I was thinking of getting for Christmas. But then I go down this rabbit hole of Rolexes and APs. Oh, my fucking God. Half a million euros for a watch that tells time. And the way they tried to sell it to you as well. It's like it has this um, uh, aviator's uh, mechanism that, 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 that the magnets with the sun. It's like, mate, it needs to tell me if it's ten past two or not, like. Do you know what I mean? That's all I needed to do. I needed to tell me if it's 10 past 2 or not, like, do you know? No, it it, it has magnets in it and it has a compass that that goes with the North Star. I don't need a compass, mate. You're paying half a million euros for a compass with a couple of magnets. Are you off your game? And how insecure do you feel that you need to buy a half a million euros watch? Because I tell you one thing, it ain't for you, mate. If you're one of these fellas that have a Rolex, it ain't for you. It's for other people to look at you. It's it's like going back to that Ferrari, uh, like buying a Ferrari. You don't buy a Ferrari for you. You buy a Ferrari for the other fellas at the red light. And any Ferrari that I've ever seen, I remember the Ferrari, not the person inside it. And that'll probably go with the watch as well. If I've seen a nice watch, I ain't remembering Jim with the watch. I'm remembering the watch, you know? So how insecure are these people with watch collections? Do you know what I mean? I use this one with my green suit. I use this one when I'm wearing gray. This AP cost me 100 stacks. This one cost me 50 bags. Like, are you fucking that insecure? That insecure that you need a 150 grand watch that does the same thing. The same. Like, I don't even need a watch to tell tells time. I don't need a watch to tell tells time. I have a couple of pocket watches that I wear with a suit. They both cost me a tenner. But it looks, it complements a suit with a pocket watch. It gives it that Peaky Blinders look. So for a tenor, I look just as sharp as you with your 150 euro watch. Or 150,000 euro watch. For a tenor. From a distance, people don't know that your watch costs that. From a distance, people don't know that my pocket watch costs a fucking tenor. So what are we doing? What are we doing with these watches, guys? Honestly, there's some fools out there. The biggest wealth killer in the world, the biggest, stupidest thing you could buy is jewelry. Is actually jewelry. And it's always the rappers I listen to. I remember there's this guy, Young Buck from G-Unit. G he has a line going, they love me at the bank and they love me at the jewelry store. Sure, they love you at the bank and the jewelry store, kid. Because you're coming in buying grills grills for your teeth you're coming in buying a, a, a diamond encrusted watch of course they love you in the bank mate you keep making withdrawals and deposit money like your money's gone and now i googled young buck and he's only worth a hundred grand so now after all his rapping career i bought that rolex i got they love me at the bank they love me at the jewelry store he's now only worth a hundred grand he can't even afford the watch he was talking about no because of his stupid shit and i loved young buck one of my favourite rappers, but that's just one of the things that I'm talking about. It, it's like, it, it's the number one wealth killer. Um, I don't know why I'm getting so passionate about it, all I wanted was a G-Shock watch. But when I went looking for a G-Shock watch, I found out that there's people in the world paying half a million euro for an AP watch. Those are the people that need to be eliminated from society. There's people starving in Church Town and we're, go- we're going out and paying a half a million euro for watches. Will you cut? You should be arrested, kid. You should be arrested. And the people selling them, like, oh, come on, like, do you know what I mean? Do you know where these diamonds come from as well, by the way, like, do you know what I mean? Like, these rappers, again, I go back to Young Buck, like, do you know what I mean? They'd be giving out then about the diamonds, Sierra Leone, all the diamonds, or free my African people, or you're the ones fucking sending them down the mines, kid. You're the ones fifty cent, and all these fucking rappers. You're the ones with all the chains sending these kids down the mines as well for these watches and diamond encrusted grills. Down five year old boys down into a fucking mine. Do you know what I mean? They're getting paid a cent an hour, and you're there in your music video. Then yeah, yeah, free, free my Africans like that. Like we, you're you're the one keeping them fucking enslaved, mate. Do you know what I mean? I that that's a risky thing to say, but you know what I'm saying. Like do you know what I mean? It's not like I'm sure there's white people. I'm sure there's white people buying it. But to me, I listen to rap music, I've often gone on, all I listen to is black singers and black rappers, but they're the only people that go on about fucking diamond encrusted teeth. Do you know what I mean? Like Nelly has a song called Grills. It's literally a three verse song about going to the jewelry store and buying grills for your teeth, all different colors. Where do you think they come from Nelly? They don't come from a factory kid. I'm telling you that right now. Sierra Leone is where they fucking come from, kid. That's where they come from. Fellas getting murdered daily, like, but yeah, yeah. Love me in the bank. Love me at the jewelry store, baby. Fucking Egypt. And another thing. Uh, and another thing, right? So, wh- the way they sell the watches, and I'll stop going on about watches after this, but the way they, st- they sell it to these stupid people. Like I said, they have a magnet. They have an aviator. They have things in it that are for pilots. But you... You work in mass you work in aldi, mate. Do you know what I mean? You don't need something that does that like do you know what I mean? No, I'm not picking on the guy that works in Aldi, Jesus Christ. I, I didn't mean I didn't mean it that way. But you're selling it to people like that. Like a compass. A fucking compass. Have you ever needed a compass in your life? Has anyone ever come up to you and go, sorry mate, do you know where West is? Like, I don't know where West is, man. Put it into your fucking Google Maps, your air code, like. A compass, a hundred grand for a compass. I'm not Magellan, like. I'm not trying to fuck it. I'm not Christopher Columbus or Magellan. I'm not trying to circumnavigate the world. I'm not trying to find the spice route, mate. If I was trying to sp- find a spice route back in the fucking 30 Middle Ages, yeah, I'd fucking need a compass. I don't need a compass living in Tupac House now going to my comedy show in Bell & I don't need it. So why you check? 500 grand, it has a compass, baby. It has a compass. It shows you where North is. I've never needed to know where North is like. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, those of you that are going out buying Rolexes, you should all be fucking shot. Buying AP Rolexes, APs and all this fucking shit. Pierre, Jean-Paul, Gaultier fucking garçons. Go away from around me, boy. I've actually, anybody I see with a watch like that, I lose respect from. No, whatever about a 10 grand watch. Whatever about a 10 grand watch. If you are worth a million euros and you want to go get yourself a 10 grand watch, I'm fine with that. I'm actually fine with that. Go do it. 10 grand isn't an awful amount of, of your world that you get to spend that on, right? But I'm not about the guys worth fuck all buying a 10 grand watch. I'm not about the guys that are worth a million and they're buying a 500 grand watch. Like that shit, you should be locked up. That, like, oh my God. Like, and the damage to the world that it's doing as well. So yeah, I mightn't get a watch, guys. Yeah, I, I, I say that to say this. I'm not going to get a watch for Christmas because I went down into a rabbit hole and I'm watching all these YouTubes of kids going into mines to make all these fucking things and I'm just like, yeah, I can't do it. I can't fucking do it. I can't fucking do it. And you know what, guys? Do you know all those electric cars that you're all going on about that saves the world? Cobalt is the material that is used to make those batteries. Do you know where the 90% of the cobalt in the world is? The Congo, baby. And do you know what they send down? They're sending kids down mines as well for that. So we're all going on about, oh, let's, let's get a tesla let's go get these electric cars they're saving the world We're, you know what i mean they're not you're still you are still using fossil fuels you are still sending kids down mines to do this shit so you can feel great in your tesla like you're saving the world not you kill two Cong- congolese kids doing it like, do you know what i mean i'm not saying you did but you know what i mean i'm not saying you did but i'm just saying people seem to think that this this electric battery is going to uh, save the world No, there's still kids in the Congo going down mines, trying to get your, uh, your cobalt is the material that they use. And that's 90% of the world's cobalt is in the Congo. So I I doubt there, I doubt there's a HR person. I doubt they have a union in the Congo. Um, they don't You can YouTube it You can watch it There's guys with one legs digging F- Fellas with Kids with amputated arms Fucking digging for this shit Like you know what I mean So Yeah You can feel good in your Tesla But just know There was a kid down in mine for it Don't like just Don't don't get it twisted homie Don't get it twisted This podcast has become Very angry and ranty I didn't really want it To sound like this I wanted it to sound Like I had all these facts About uh, Rolexes And I, I looked up The coal ball thing for you I looked up uh, Do you know what I mean I looked up Sierra Leone's, looked at videos like that, so I could give you facts and figures, but I didn't mean it to come across. So angry, but uh, do you know what? I, I, when you're angry, man, feel that way, fuck it. Like, do you know what I mean? It's part of me, I do feel angry about those. Uh, I, I just don't like when people pretend they're saving the world when then you show them that they're not and then they're like, no, I'm still saving the world. Get your Tesla, mate. I've no problem getting you. You getting a Tesla. I'm. I'm causing more fucking damage to the world with my two-liter of Don't worry. I feel bad as well. I'm just saying. Don't feel like you're fucking Mary Poppins driving around in a Tesla. There was kids involved in that as well. Okay. And also on your iPhone that you tweet on as well. When you go on about it, when you tweet about stuff on your iPhone about kids, like they also had to go down mines to get the the stuff to make your iPhone as well. So um. Yeah. Anyway, last thing I wanted to talk about, medals for everyone. I see a lot of things these days now, now that I have a kid compared to when I was a kid. We seem to reward failure, which is something I'm not really happy with because I fail a lot. I have failed a lot in my life. I have failed in multiple things. I have failed more than anyone else in my life than anyone else I know I have failed at something and they are the making of me I am here doing a podcast because I have failed at so many other fucking things I'm doing stand-up comedy because I failed at so many other fucking things I fail 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 till I get till I find my path but it seems with kids these days you can fail and be rewarded for it you know like even the school sports now right so they do the school sports in my uh, primary school i don't go to primary school i live next to a primary school my sister has kids there all that kind of stuff right so back in my day when i went to the primary school we used to have a running race and we used to have an egg and spoon race okay the winner got a gold medal the person that came second got a silver Whoever came third got a bronze. And everybody else can go suck a lemon. And that's the way it went. And I'm telling you right now, I was the smallest in my class. So up till fourth class, I finished last. In every school sports event, I remember coming home, I remember crying, I remember, I remember moments when I wasn't making the team, I was crying. My parents never once said to me, uh, y- you are brilliant, and, and you know what? You deserve a medal. They never said that to me. They said, go out there and train and get better at it. You wanna be, you wanna make the team, go out there to the back garden with the ball and start training. You wanna, you wanna not be last in the school sports. Go out and start running, mate. Go out and start running, practice. That's what my parents told me. Like, but now, at the school sports these days, every kid gets the same colored medal. So even the guy that comes first gets, gets a medal the same color as the guy or girl that finished last. Like, What are we teaching kids right now? Honestly, because competitiveness is, is life. Like We've all failed, so we all know what it's like t- to not get a good, good uh, grade. Let's say everybody else in your, your class They passed the test. You didn't. Like, I'm not saying everyone has felt that exact scenario, but I mean, in life, we felt it. I know I felt it the day the leaving results results came out. Do you know what I mean? I'm acting like a fool for six years, and then I'm talking to my buddies then, and they're all going to college. They all got 400 points, 500 points, and I'm like, fuck, man. I, I, I was here just trying to make you laugh, and I felt like a fucking idiot. Do you know what I mean? An idiot. I felt, I, felt like, I felt like I didn't try enough. I failed. I failed, but you know what that taught me? It was like, the next thing you do, don't fail it. The next thing you do, don't try to make everyone laugh. Do it for you. Do you know? Do it for you. And I failed multiple things. Multiple, multiple things, whether it be jobs, studying something, sport, everything I failed at. I, I'll fail another fucking ten times. Do you know what I mean? Or another hundred times is no problem. But that's a huge part of my life is failing. I often say to other people even around me, don't be afraid to fail. I have friends that are afraid to fail. I have family that are afraid to fail. They're, they're afraid of me failing, of, of how it will reflect on them. Do you know what I mean? I've had friends say, but how will this affect me? Like, do you know what I mean? They, they don't want to fail. They are compla- They think about what other people think. They're afraid to fail. We already have that in society. So why are we breeding our kids up and teaching our kids that it's okay to fail? Like, I remember coming home not making a ga team, right, when I was 12. I, I remember it was like the primary game. That's what it was called. So y- y- you go up for trials. It's to make the cork. Uh, football team and I got to the last 40 in Cork and then I was whittled off the list and I, I, I don't give a fuck about that to be honest looking back I don't know why I was so upset soccer was always my main goal but I remember they cut me from the team and my dad my dad was at, at the trial he said nothing on the way home he just like consoled me put his arm around me said it's okay I cried all the way home I went into my mother I just hugged her for two hours I got up in the morning I was still fucking crying. I, I didn't want to go to school, because all my friends would ask me how I got on at the trial, and I would have to tell them that I failed, and I, I remember asking my mum, mam, can I not go to school today, because I'll have to tell them that I didn't do well, and my mum was just like, you have to go to school, because you know what, you'll have to go tomorrow, and if you go tomorrow, you'll have to do what you did today, he, like, it was such failure on my part, like, you know what I mean? That that's when I was a child, but I, I never remember my parents going, You are good enough. They don't know what they're talking about. The trainer's a fucking idiot. You're way better than all of them. No, my mum my mum and dad goes, you probably weren't good enough. And if you want to do it, go hard at it, boy. You can only blame yourself. You can only blame yourself. I'm not going to, my parents never gave me a fucking medal for being shit. Do you know what I mean? I've been shit at loads of things, boy. Shit at there's no problem with it. There's no problem with it, but stop rewarding it. Because you know what I don't like? It's the kid that gets an A in his report card. He's the guy that finishes last in the race. That's just how society goes. Usually the brainiest guy in the class, he's not great um, sport-wise, right? So he'll finish last, okay? And he'll still get a medal. But I'll get an F in my English test, and they're not going to give me 100% like they did to that guy who finished last in the test. So it seems to be only done in sport, Academically, we all don't get the same result. But in sport now, we're teaching kids you can. Like, even now in soccer, they're doing under 10s. They don't, everyone's a draw. It's a draw at the end of the game. So even if the, if the score was 16-0, the referee would blow it up and go, draw, shake hands. Like, what the fuck, guys? What the fuck? What are we doing? What are we doing? Like, our wokeness has gone so far one way, lads. That we're rewarding failures and losers. And, guys, I, I still do competitions. I do competitions in comedy. I've won a few of them. I've lost a few of them. But, like, that's com- that's life, baby. That's life. Do you know? I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the fuck. But there shouldn't be medals for everyone anyway, I think. I think it's a lot of shit. Um. But, yeah, I'll go to the school sports this year anyway, and I, I, I'll be booing the fella that's coming last and calling him shit. Let him know. Let him know. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, yeah. I'll talk to you shortly. Peace and love, y'all. Peace and love.